0: Hey guys, it's Adam. Thank you so much for listening to Will You Be My Co-host. Hey, just a brief message before the show. Um, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, hop onto our Facebook page um, just so you guys can know like who's coming up or, or if I mention something within the uh, show, I want you guys to be able to reach it easily. Anyways, enjoy! Hey guys, it's Adam, welcome to episode 5 of Will You Be My Co-host? I'm Adam and we do not have a co-host this week. I thought it'd be fun just to check in and say hello since it's been a couple weeks. I've been real busy. Before we get to what I've been up to, I wanted to give a shout out to our patrons. Our newest patrons are Denise, Sabin and Jordan. Jordan's all the way in San Francisco, which is pretty wild. Um, don't forget, you guys can all be members of my laugh track by donating a dollar. Um, all you have to do is go to patreon.com/slash. Will you be my co-host? Create an account and sign up to you know support a. There's a million artists on there that you know need your help, man. Um, musicians, artists, and they all have you know, YouTubers videoed. People look great videos, you know, that kind of thing. Um, they're all there and they're pretty, I mean, you know, in this world that we're living in, like, you vote with your wallet, right? So, like, so the people whose voices that you want to hear, like, give them a hand, man. Like, help them out. Like, I donate a dollar to Amanda Palmer. Um, I haven't really ever touched on this in the pod, but, A few vape people that I follow really closely, and I am patrons to them on Patreon, uh, like Grim Gream and Ruby Roo, they're, um, they started out as just, um, reviewers on YouTube for vape products, and they've kind of built their own little empires, um, they have juice lines and, um, products. And I like both of them a lot, so I follow them on Patreon. So, you know, vote with your wallet. Where have I been? I haven't been in Barbados, I'll tell you that much. Um, So, I recently... We have a lost episode. Um, It was Denise and Sabin. Um, and we had a slumber party. However, during this said slumber party, um, we were drinking a little bit. And, um by the end I was hardly making sentences and mostly it just it just didn't work out well for uh, any of the parties involved <laughs> um and I just didn't want to put them on or myself on in a way that like isn't I mean it could be fun to listen to but like I also try and take this pod pretty seriously um It's, like, my little baby. And if I don't feel 100% about the episode, then I'm not going to post it. So, I mean, we had some great conversations, too. It's the shitty part. So, we definitely will revisit, like, the idea of having a sleepover party with uh, Denise and Sabin again. But the one that we did, it's just, it's cringy. It's just real cringy. Um, And then recently, I um, was the victim of food poisoning, which I haven't had food poisoning ever, I don't think. I don't think I've ever, well, maybe a few times I've, like, had an upset stomach, but I've never eaten something, so I'm working, right? I go to the food court at the mall, right? Almost a year now, I've worked at the same place, and I've got in these um, spring rolls, and they have, like, shrimp and... Like those rice noodles and they're in like the clear, I don't know, rice, paper, you know, like bean sprouts. Two different kinds of meat. There's another meat in it that I'm not sure. I think it's pork, but I don't know. But they give you peanut sauce and I get like some sriracha and I like mix them together. And usually it's, you know, it's like a quick, fast meal. Just enough to get me through my shift and then I can go home and then straight to the Del Taco. So, um, I ate that for lunch and then I went home. I was supposed to go out, go out like dancing. Um, and I ended up like waking up from a nap and I got, I had this migraine where like one of my eyes was like hurting and like I felt like I was getting like blurry spots. Um, and That used to happen to me a lot in high school. I'd get these migraines where it would make me, like, I couldn't see, and then I'd get kind of nauseous. And I usually wouldn't throw up. There was a couple times I threw up in high school. But I, like, chalked that up to, like, hormones. Like, you know, because your body's changing so much. Like, your body doesn't know what to do sometimes. And so it just freaks out. So I, like, was like, oh, I just have one of those headaches. Crap. So, like, I guess I don't get to go out. Um, So I texted who I was gonna go out with, and I was like, uh, ain't happening today, um, sorry bout, um, and then I went and I took a bath, so I'm laying in this bath, I've got, like, my Epsom salts and my bubbles, and, you know, I've got my, like, Peace and Calming by, uh, Young Living, it's, like, my favorite oil for, like, relaxing, right, so I'm, like, in my tub, and I'm trying, I've got, I think I had candles lit, it was dark, and it wasn't late at night, I'm doing this at, like, 7pm maybe so it's still light outside <laughs> but I you know sometimes taking a bath really makes me feel better it's one of the things I do I just take a bubble bath um so I like end up you know when you like take a really hot bath right and then you get out and you just like lay I don't know this is something I do maybe I'm a abnormal human um but I just laid down butt naked on my, well I had a towel on, but I was laying like across my bed, um, not in the conventional sense of laying on your bed, like across it. And all of a sudden I was like, "Uh oh, oopsie, whoopsie, poopsie, doopsie. Here we go. Um, and I mean, I've thrown up, you know, from drinking plenty of time cause I have very little self control. Um, and I grabbed onto that porcelain sucker and just ralphed, man. I haven't ralphed from, like, non-alcohol inducement in years. Like, years, guys. I Like, I was just, just, just coming out of me. Just, it was horrible, and I hated it. Sorry if this is too much information, but, man, I was, like, clinging to that bowl, and I was just, just... just just vomiting, just vomiting. Oh, so much. It's taken me like three or four days to recover from this. Like, and now I'm afraid of eating the food. I'm afraid of the food court. Like, oh, the other thing was, is while I was like, oh, I don't feel good, I drank uh, drank a protein shake because maybe I was like, oh, maybe I just haven't eaten because all I had was said... Um, spring rolls, so I pounded a um, protein shake. Um, nausea medication that I was taking, which was cherry flavored, so I had cherry, vanilla, vomit. Anyway, too much information, but still food poisoning. But, the I thought a fun thing to tell you guys, so I don't know if you guys know, but I'm like a, I'm a cat man, right? I like a cat. They're I don't like dogs. I'm afraid of dogs. Um, Big dogs, especially. Even little dogs. Our producer, Abby, she has a little dog that, like, hates me. Um, Like, literally hates me. I can't, like, walk into the room or, like, up the stairs at her house without, like, we need to, like, get him in a kennel because he does not like me. Which is weird because animals generally do like me like cats like me most dogs like me um but i'm afraid of dogs so i'm definitely a cat person plus like when i think about it it's like dogs are so stiff right like you can't like throw a dog over your shoulder i mean unless it's a puppy puppies are like nice and like flexible and limber and you know they want to be picked up and held um, but, like, if you try and pick up, like, a little, I don't know, like, a Yorkie, like, that's not, it's not bendy enough for me. I need something that, like, I can, like, pick up and, like, throw around a little bit, and that's why I like cats, because they're, like, flexible and, like, I don't know. They, I think they move more elegantly than a dog, and I think they're smarter than dogs, too. Um, some people would argue that, but I think, like, they have more human-like personalities, Where a dog is just kind of there to smile at you. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a depressive person. And I, like, don't want to be met constantly by something that's super aggressively happy. I'd rather, like, I had a a guy once described me as melancholy. And I was like, that is the best description of me. Can you, like, please, I'm just going to... every dating profile, I should just change to, like, melancholy, homosexual, 25, passion for makeup, and, um, knitting, but, anyways, so, uh, the cat thing, so, I have my baby cat, right, little baby Hansel, spelled H-A-N-S-Z-E-L, Hansel, which, he's my little baby, and, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, that this cat has he saved my life i was like going through a really rough time and like um i was by myself and i was in i had given someone a ride someone i don't really like i had given him a ride to pretty far north of where i live and i remembered that there was a pet store in the area and i was really depressed at the time um and it was right when I had moved back to Utah from my, like, brief hiatus in California. I was working at the salon, and I was not making a lot of money, and I was not, like, I just wasn't happy. Um, and I wasn't doing my own hair yet. I wasn't allowed to have my own creative experience yet. So it was, like, I was very much just a shampoo girl. Um, I was just kind of unhappy. And I went into a pet store, and I saw... They had like a a large cage, like a like a bird cage, one of those big parrot cages, and they had three gray cats in it. And I was like, "Oh man, that is a cute little bunch of kitties." And I just kind of kept lingering by the by the um, the cage, and I kept kind of watching these three cats. And the lady came up to me and she was like, aren't they cute? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, is there a boy? And she was like, that one's a boy. Um, Who we now call Hansel. He was, um, he was massaging. He had his little cat paws and he was pressing on the, his sister's stomach in a very like lovingly gingerly way. And I just kind of sat and I watched this little guy like, Pawn at, and at the time, he's the size of my hand. Like, they're legitimately kittens. Um, I was like, how much are they? And I think I I paid for a cat. I'm a really bad person. I shouldn't shop. You should adopt. I know. But, it it was legit. Like, this cat, he saved my life that day. I'm like, to be honest, that like, legitimately, I was having a really rough time. So, I didn't even have enough money for him, so I went and I overdrafted my account and went back to the pet store, and I said, I want that little guy, and ever since, me and him have been like pretty much inseparable. But before we ever had a Hansel, we had Richard. Now Richard Parker is a cat. <laughs> He's a huge, huge cat. He's black, and he has a little white dot on his chest. Um he's adorable he's he's very vocal. he likes to talk. Um, he my mother and father bought him because my dad needed a mouser because we have property behind our house that had um like a mouse problem. so um my mom hates cats absolutely well, she hated cats until Richard. so my dad answered a craigslist ad that my parents went over to this house this apartment and two lesbians had like four cats and like three dogs in this tiny apartment that apartment was super duper clean my mom was like those lesbians are real clean people um but they picked out this big black cat and my dad looked at my mom and says oh i don't have any cash do you have a 20 so my mom ended up paying for this cat that she was, like, an arch-nemesis with. And they're like, oh, by the way, um, you've got to keep this cat in your house for at least six months if you want him to hang around. So I'd come home from... I was living in Cedar City, and I'd come home, and I'd there'd be this big black cat, and I'd be like, that is a cool cat. Um, I'd, you know, just kind of hang out with him a little bit. And then when I moved home... Um, they had transitioned him into living outside, and it was December, and I was like, Mom, you can't just leave this cat out in the snow. You've got to let the cat in. She she hates this cat, right? And so I take it upon myself to, like, become best friends with this cat before I had Hansel. And, um, I mean, I watched so many episodes of Friends with Richard Parker that winter. It was insane. But as far as Richard Parker goes, he kind of uh, comes and goes as he pleases. Because he's indoor-outdoor, big bad boy. He could take care of himself. This last summer, he's been missing. Where in the world is Richard Parker? We kept thinking. Where is Richard? Hansel comes home. He, he's indoor-outdoor now, and he he comes and goes as he pleases. But he definitely shows up at least five days out of the week but Richard kept disappearing, and we couldn't figure out where he was going, and we wouldn't see him, we didn't see him for six weeks at one point, we were, and, which is, was upsetting to me, which, because, you know, I'm, he's my little baby, he's my, well, he's Richard, Richard is Hansel's big, big bro, you know, like, if Rich, Hansel's big bro is gone, then, like, what are we gonna do? You know, like, we've gotta have the two of them, they're a pair, they're they're out on the town together, so I feel better about Hansel being out and about if Richard's with him, because Richard's a big badass. Hansel's a little tiny, little skinny guy, and he, you know, he runs. He's a runner. Richard, he'd fucking fight, man. He's a, he's tough-going son of a bitch. Um, so, he keeps disappearing all summer, and I'm like, where where's Richard Parker, where's Richard Parker so I threatened my mother Um, I told my mother I was going to go to fast and testimony meeting, I don't know if if, I'm sure most of you who are listening to this in my area know what fast and testimony meeting is, it's a LDS uh, the Mormon church does a first week of every month, everybody gets up and bears their testimony of how the church is true it's where you show off and you know tell them like my my testimony is stronger than yours um it's like a whole thing there's been a lot of truly bizarre but I told my mother I was going to go up there in you know full face of makeup grunged out and uh go up to the pulpit and say hey guys remember me <laughs> I'm missing my uh, big black cat. If anyone could uh, help me find him, thanks for uh, ruining my youth and making me hate myself. Um bye. Um but I mean that church never really hurt me. We can, we don't need to talk about the LDS church. Anyway, so um I so that got my mom talking at church to, you know, in the neighborhood who might have seen this cat. Now apparently everyone in the ward had seen this cat and one family in particular said this cat was living underneath their deck so my mom got friendly with my mom went up there and she thought it was maybe him but she couldn't really tell and he ran from her so it was kind of weird and then um one day I answered the phone and it was the lady saying like oh that cat is out so if you want to come and look at it and I was like oh hey I'm her son I'll come it's, you know it's my cat I'll come and look um so I, I go up there and there's this cat it's black and i um I'm trying to get him to come out I'm like Richie 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 come here and he, like he wouldn't come to me and I was like that's weird and he seemed skinny and I was like cause Richard's fat he's a big fat long haired guy So it's like, this can't be right that he's so thin, but like maybe since we haven't seen him in six weeks, maybe he's not eating or, you know. So this cat takes off into a field. So I take off, hop this lady's fence. I'm like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go see if I can catch him. I end up in the alfalfa field (laughs) by my by myself in a pair of short shorts because it's summertime, in a pair of Birkenstocks. Not the best for running around in a dirt field. Um, also, there's, like, a huge amount of, like, I think it was raspberry bushes. Raspberry bushes. And I chase them out, and I see this cat, and I'm like, hey, kitty, kitty, come here. And this cat just ducks right into this, like, raspberry patch. It's covered in thorns. I'm like, there's no way I can get in and get under... Like these, thorn- so I call my sister on the phone, like, "Hey, Hope," and I'm like, "Hey, sis, um, I think I found Richard Parker. Um, come out to this field, come help me find him." So I'm supposed to be, m- be meeting up with our producer Abby, so she's calling, trying to figure out where I am. I'm like, I'm kind of by my house. Go ahead and come up the street; you'll see my car. I'm in that field behind that house. So we've got like. Our perimeter, right? We've got Hope, we've got me down in the thicket of the raspberry bushes, and we've got Abby along the side of So this cat, I chase it around a whole bunch. I'm covered in like... the raspberries have thorns. I'm covered in thorns, man. Like, covered. I'm like scraped up, scratched up. I look a fright. I'm covered in dirt. My sister's like, that's not our cat. I'm like, oh, it might be our cat. And I'm Like, I'm just holding out any hope that my cat is alive. I'm horrified that this cat is dead. So, like, we come to the decision, like, that's not our cat. I talk to these people. They act like this cat is not friendly. And like, if it's my cat, it's a friendly cat. He's very nice. Like, he's not going to hurt your cat. Like, he scratched one of these kids, and, like, that just doesn't seem... Like, negligent cat holding could be, you know, could definitely cause a couple scratches. If a toddler's trying to pick up a cat that's as big as it, of course the cat's gonna scratch it. Anyways, m- my point is, it's... I... We've been looking for this cat all summer. We'd go on walks, we'd take his food dish. My mom has them, like, Paplovian trained to come to, like the sound of the bowl hitting the ground, so my mom's walking around dropping the bowl places just to, like, make it ring because it's a metal bowl to see if they'll come to the metal bowl sound, right? So, nothing. Tell my sister, her friend Brian... Brian's a listener. Hi, Brian. Um, my sister Brian and, um... My mom, they go for a walk to go find Richard Parker because Brian's been paying very close attention. Brian's a big fan of Richard Parker. My mom turns the corner by our house and there's a side street that goes down and it's very secluded. And my mom looks up the street and she sees Richard Parker on this lady's front porch, which is like a deck and she sees him and she goes oh shit because there's a woman standing on the porch with Richard so my mom Brian and Hope walk down the lane and we come into our first confrontation with Kelly hey you guys are you having fun because I'm having fun Hey, and um, do you think the fun you're having is worth a dollar? I mean, think it over. Is it worth a dollar? Anyways, you guys can donate a dollar to my Patreon and become a member of my Laugh Track. Um, that's gonna give you access to sneak peeks of photos and upcoming releases. Um, there's gonna be Patreon-only polls where we can, you know, decide what we're gonna ask our co-hosts, who should be a co-host. Who our dream co-host would be, stuff like that, and then of course anyone who donates a dollar is going to get a shout out on the podcast. So if you guys want to, hop on over to patreon.com/slash. Will you be my co-host? Donate a dollar. It's just a dollar. You've got a dollar worth of quarters in your car right now. Okay, bye. <laughs> so Kelly. Kelly is someone we've never seen before. Literally, we've lived in the same neighborhood for almost 40 years. We've never met Kelly. Kelly is... If you go through the backyard of the house right in front of us, that is where Kelly lives. Kelly lives with her husband. Kelly and her husband live in this house. I guess the husband is a bit of a recluse. From what I've got gossip-wise, this man is a recluse. Yet, he's had two wives, and we've never met him. Apparently, maybe he's a drinker is why we don't know him. Um, because he's kind of, you know, like I said, a recluse. He doesn't, he doesn't go to church. So, the neighborhood is not aware of this family. There's this woman. She's small in stature. Very tiny human. Um, and she's got Richard Parker on the front porch. My mom walks up. She goes, there's Richard. First thing out of this woman's mouth is, I have fed this cat for five years. Now, my mother was a fourth grade teacher. If anyone can get along with anyone in the world, it's Nancy Blackburn. She's the most friendly, kind. I mean, she lets me live here rent-free. And I mean, I am a lot to handle. I mean, that speaks volumes well, <laughs> That she puts up with me. So, if... This woman, first thing out of her mouth. I've fed this cat for five years. Okay. Well, this is our cat. His name is Richard. She goes, oh, I've been calling her Gabby. She doesn't even know the sex of this cat she's been feeding for five years, allegedly. Um, And my mom, just to kind of show her balls a little bit, Nancy's got a pair of balls on her, you know, and if it's something that she cares about, she's going to stand up for it. So Nancy picks up Richard Parker and throws him over her shoulder. And Richard does not, is not bothered in the slightest that Nancy is holding this cat. Now, there's a photo. I will post this photo on the podcast Facebook page of my mother and Kelly's first meeting where this tiny little human is the body language in this photo. I'm going to pull it up really quick and describe it to you. Hold on. Hope took a picture because she thought it was so funny. However, it's starting to get less and less funny as the story develops. Aha. Okay. So my mom. Beautiful, beautiful lady. She's, you know, she's got Richard in her arms like she's holding the Christ child. Like, she's holding it like, thank God, my baby. Now, Kelly, a little frumpy. Just gonna say it. Looks a little worse for wear. I guess she works in social work. Um, the body language, my mom is, you know, she's got a grin on her face. This woman is staring directly at the cat. Her body language, she's completely closed off. Her shoulders are hunched down, and she looks like she's just been caught with her dirty little secret, which is that she is stealing the neighborhood's cats. Now, they talk a little bit. They, she also mentions. That beautiful gray cat. That's my cat. If my cat starts going missing... Oh, honey. Oh, honey, you can bet I will be knocking on your door because there's no way you're kidnapping my cat. Which, this is... We're coming down to a serious case of catnapping, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is starting to get ridiculous because... My mom takes Richard, brings him back to the house. They're like super stoked. Oh, I forgot to mention, Richard did show up at one point in between the the hunt and actual finding him at Kelly's house. They found him and they tossed him in my bedroom. I was in bed after work and said, watch Richard, didn't really say anything to me. They came back. They had a GPS tracker to put on a collar to keep an eye on Richard. Now, that lasted 48 hours. Somebody took that off of Richard and threw it. Now, it was on a key change, so somebody had to un uh, uh, The twisty thing? Like, you had to untwist the key ring, right? To get it off of the, the collar, and somebody hucked it into just a driveway. So, somebody had to have taken this off by hand. It wasn't like Richard pawed it off. He couldn't have possibly pawed something off and left the ring intact. Possibly. That's impossible. So someone took it off and hucked it and that's when we started thinking something is up. So that's when they went on their little adventure to go find him and we found him at Kelly's. So already kind of things have been fishy because the GPS tracker is gone. So, we bring Richard home. He spends... My mom... My mother's retired. She doesn't have a lot of stuff to do. So, she is, like, now on a mission to kind of retrain Richard to come back to our house. Because he's our cat. My mom paid $20 out of her purse to the lesbians for this cat. So, she starts going over to Kelly's house. And, you know, finding Richard. She's not trespassing on the property, really. She's just knows Richard is underneath their deck um, in the mornings, and she goes and grabs him and brings him home, buys him some fancy fees. He's been living like a king at our house. Now, this is where it gets kind of ugly, is all of a sudden, the food dishes that Kelly's been leaving out in front of her house start becoming empty and they're not getting refilled. The water dish is not getting filled and Richard has disappeared. We haven't seen him in three days now. Three days have passed. So my mom goes over there and she notices they're in the backyard so my mom pokes her head around and says oh hey kelly i'm just trying to find richard have you seen him and she says no i haven't and my mom tries to humanize herself to this woman so she invites her over to the house she brings her over to our house we have a koi pond in the backyard and a you know a rather extravagant garden so my mom's walking her through the garden and talking to her and my mom she's completely open to like being friends with this woman and kind of sharing the cat and like she's just kind of you know just leaning towards like you know we were really happy to see him and you know my family we are all really happy to see him and we love to take care of him and you know it's he's he's our cat, for Christ's sake. Like, what? So, my mother has deduced down to the fact that she has kidnapped my cat. Our cat. That somehow she's either either locked him up inside, which is absolute torture for this cat. He does not like to be indoors. However, this would not bother her, because she works ten hour shifts where she's out of the house. So, she's locking this is what what, allegedly (laughs) allegedly she is locking our cat in her house so that my mother cannot come over and get the cat so that she can keep this cat now here's the big plot twist is that she doesn't own any cats yet she puts food out all over her backyard. In fact, she told my mother, she said, "She was pretty much saying, like, um, if you, she's like, if you need a mouser, since you need a mouser, was the original reason for having Richard, if you need a mouser, you know you can just leave food out around your property and they'll come and you can feed them. Now, to me, that seems like she's telling my mom, like, um, give up the ghost lady. This cat's mine now. But you could get your own stolen cat by just, you know, seducing away, like Hansel and Gretling away someone else's freaking pet. Now, my mother has also looked online about what can be done and what people have done. Apparently, this can get real ugly if you let it. Like, you can take a person to court over a cat being yours. Now, I mean, the list of witnesses for this, it's like a party at the Blackburn house. I mean, it sounds like fun, because we've got Randy, Nancy, me, Hope, we've got our friend Brian, we've got our producer Abby, she's been there for the actual hunt and chase for Richard. I mean, I'm, like, dreaming of this court case if this actually happened. It's not going to. My mother would never let it escalate to that point. But in my mind, that seems like the most exciting way for something to go down would be for us to have a court case where, like, I have to go and defend him. Or, you know, defend that I had this cat for this many years. And here's photos of us with the cat. Here's videos of us with the cat. I mean, i mean, sure this lady, she, like... I mean, she she seems like she has a flip phone. So if she has any photos, they're very low resolution. And I mean, you probably couldn't even tell that they are Richard Barker. I mean, that's just an insight into what's going on in my life right now. There's like a lot of cat drama, which I mean, Kelly, watch out. (laughs) I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, leave a comment on the Facebook page about what I should do. Um, or what Nancy should do should, should Nancy. Nancy has now decided she's gonna withdraw from the situation for a while to see if she can get Richard released back into the wild so then we can actually scoop him up. But then we're playing this terrible game where we're we're keeping Richard locked up. We're, he's obviously happy over there at their house, but she's literally not allowing us to see our pet. So, it's just, just this weird area. It's a weird gray area of, like, it's not okay to keep someone else's pet even though they're happy at your house. It's like, I mean, if you think about it as a child, I mean, if you have a child and they're happier at, you know, the neighbor's house, at the end of the day, they still have to legally come home to your house because you're legally responsible for that animal. Or for that <laughs> for that animal. Oh, that just shows you how close I am to ever having a child. Um. Uh, to actually you know you're responsible for that child we're responsible for that cat and obviously we take it very seriously because we've been chasing random cats in fact my mom even my mom saw a black my mom saw a black cat that had been run over she got a box and carried a dead cat back to our house to investigate if it was Richard or not I mean that's how that's how invested we are in this cat is that my mother picked a dead cat up off the road and tried to decipher like dental records whether this was like her cat or not I mean I mean it sounds ridiculous but like if it was a dog do you have more ownership over a dog than you do of a cat or you know what I mean like where's the line of like I own this animal it is my animal, versus I don't. It's so it's it's so confusing and interesting to me. <sighs> so that's what's up with me. That's like the major drama going on at my house. Um, I've just been busy. I mean, I've been working a lot. Um, uh, I had to, you know, kind of calm myself down about not having an episode up because I am taking this podcast very seriously and I had to like take a step away from it for a little bit and be like okay like I'm sure like listeners like I'm sure you guys like love having an episode out but I was like getting a little too intense about it and so I need to just kind of chill out about it a little bit because I was just like a little too intense about it like I was very upset that I was like N- not getting episodes up at certain times like I had set a goal for myself and then I like was like letting myself down and then I was like oh hey um, you're the only one you're letting down calm the fuck down I mean I'm I'm sure like you guys like to hear the episodes but like not to the point that I should like Nina colonazepam um so yeah that's what's you know going on I'm super stoked about, um, Halloween. In fact, um, I want to do all of the Halloween-y things. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, I can't, I can't control myself. I go, I go to any store, any Halloween section. I'm, I'm absolutely just, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like, but like going to a craft store with, like, decor. Like, Halloween decor is amazing. Like, they have these, like, Halloween villages. Instead of, like, a Christmas village, they have, like, these Halloween villages. I want one so badly. I have nowhere to put it. I mean, right now, I'm sitting in my sacred space, which is, like, the one place in my room that is clean and kind of, like, organized. The rest of my room is just a shit show. I mean, there's... Lipstick and eyeshadow palettes and foundations, as far as the eye can see, on one side, and then there's just clothes scattered everywhere and uh, skincare on a table that's just overwhelmed by the skincare. And there's, I mean, I have all this stuff, I just don't have enough room for any of it. But, um, I think I'm gonna go see it tonight with, um, Abby. So I'm really excited about that. I'm jazzed about that. Um, cosmetics corner um i've been using the subculture palette by anastasia beverly hills i am obsessed with it um all those weird youtube reviews they're all they must be fake because they're it's a wonderful palette i use it i've been using it almost every day um the pigment on it is awesome and the shades are so cool like so grungy and neat just different I'm so sick of warm tones. I mean, I wore warm... Today I'm wearing warm tones on my eyes. I did... I got up and I did my makeup and I waxed my eyebrows. I waxed my eyebrows today. Um... I kind of overdid it. That happens. But I've got a new brow shape, so I'm a, I'm a new human. Um... But I did my makeup and I was like, I'm gonna do... It. I told my mom, I was like, I'm gonna go in my room and do a podcast. And she's like, oh good, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, mom, I no one can see me." <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm really excited about Halloween. I'm gonna have some guests on really soon. Um, I do you guys like the uh, solo episode? If you liked the solo episode, go ahead and leave a comment on the Facebook page. Oh, should we do Crystal Corner? I mean, it's just me. Hold on, let me... I think today we should talk about Pink Tourmaline. Let me get out my book of stones. Oh, for those of you still thirsty for stone knowledge, the best book I have found is the book of stones. It's huge. It's, um... Almost 600 pages. Um... And it's got full-color photos. Um, it's more of a metaphysical book than it is a, like, geology book. However, they do give you a brief, you know, the mineral composition. And it's by Robert Simmons and Naysha I. Ooh, I can't say that name. Just look up Robert Simmons, because it's, like, N-A-I-S-H-A is her first name, and then her last name is... Her last name is her first name backwards, I just realized. Naisha Asian. Naisha Aishian? That's weird. I don't know. The metaphysical community is a weird place. However, I find it probably, I find it comforting, I guess. I just like knowledge. I can't help myself. Q-R-S-T tourmaline. We've talked about tourmaline before. So pink tourmaline, black tourmaline is like a purification and uh, protection stone. It's, it's uh, your base chakra. It's interesting. I generally, I usually use it to keep me grounded through the day to keep me away from electromagnetic frequencies. We've talked about that a million times. However, recently I picked up a piece of pink tourmaline and pink tourmaline is for your heart chakra now it supports emotional healing and activation of the heart chakra it stimulates feelings of joy happiness and relaxation due to its high lithium content now like scientifically i mean people take lithium that have like mental disorders so of course like having a piece of something that has high lithium count is going to, like, affect your body, right? Your, like, energy centers. So, spiritually, pink trembling activates the heart center and one's ability to surrender to love. It helps one find strength and vulnerability and feel joy in all, of, in all one's learning experiences. Um, pink trembling is a powerful emotional balancer and cleanser. It is one of the strongest stones for alleviating stress and emotional imbalances that can stem from that state. It is a powerful stone for children, especially with hyperactivity or difficulty sleeping. Um, physically, pink trembling helps calm and soothe. Um, it can help recover from a heart attack. Cool. I, I mean, I don't recommend that. I mean, use it for your soul. <laughs> Um, however, it does say it is useful in balancing brain biochemistry to help promote a balanced mental state. so and I mean that makes sense with the lithium. Um, an affirmation. I love that they give you an affirmation in this book. So it says my heart is whole and healed and I radiate the energies of love. So that's been like a cool stone. I've been like hanging out. He's been driving in my pocket a lot lately. Um, I don't have a mask I'm for mask. I have an update on the Martian mask it's the best Um, I did it last night the sulfur mask Um, my skin's in great shape right now and I've been using that quite often Um, I think that's it guys so uh, thanks for listening to me rant about my cat Um, we'll have a guest soon Um, but let me know if you guys like the, uh, the solo episode Cause I don't mind talking to myself. Cause I feel like I'm talking to you guys. Um, so don't forget to follow us on Facebook. That's Facebook.com/slash. Will you be my co-host? Um, also SoundCloud. If you are an Android user, or if you have a friend who is an Android user, let them know that they can listen to it on SoundCloud. Um, also the Apple um, Podcast Store that is probably the most important, um, way for us to kind of, like, get more viewers and, or get more listeners and, um, raise our aware, like, how much people are aware of us. Um, so if you guys can, just hop on to the podcast app and leave us a review. Um, it only has to be, like, five words. Um, I'll read a review right now. Because just to give you guys like an example, also maybe I'll read a review every week. Um, So you just type in, will you be my co-host? Which we come up in the search engine now, which is cool. We've got five stars. (laughs) Um, S to the Y-A-S says, I love this. Adam truly has blown me away with this podcast. His idea for this podcast is beautiful. You not only dive into the mind of a beautiful human being every week a little more, you also get to hear from amazing individuals who have different passions and talents. The podcast is inspiring to me and shows me, shows that there is still beautiful people in the world. Thank you, S to the Y-A-S. Yasa. So, um yeah, leave us a review. Don't forget about the, um, Patreon. Subscribe. Share it on your Facebook, y'all. Um, let your friends know that, you know, we've got a podcast in the area, or you, you know, just let people know what's up. Share it. Like it. Love it. Do all the things. Um, other than that, remember, you're only as good as the people you steal from. Bye.